Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you uh, during this wonderful time to be a New York Islanders fan. Islanders looking to close out their series with the Philadelphia Flyers today, Game 5, which is designated as a Flyers home game. We will have a complete preview of that game, plus uh, some details, for example, Who should start in goal for the New York Islanders in tonight's Game 5, which gets underway, by the way, at 7 o'clock Eastern Time? And um, again, do we expect any lineup changes from either team? We'll preview it, analyze it, break it all down. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some news concerning a former Islanders first round pick. So all of that and a whole lot more coming up on today's podcast. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, please feel free to contact the show via email. Our email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter or contact us on Twitter. The handle is at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and information concerning the New York Islanders. So, plenty to talk about now, as the Islanders have their first tonight of three chances to close out this series against the division rival uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And, uh, you know, here's the amazing thing. If the Islanders can somehow manage to close out this series... Uh, they will have defeated uh, the two top teams in the Metropolitan Division in these playoffs. So uh, an impressive run so far, beating the Florida Panthers in four games, the Washington Capitals in five games, and now after four games, one game away from potentially eliminating the Philadelphia Flyers. And obviously... The Islanders do not want to prolong this series under any circumstances. They would love to go in to tonight's game, put an end to it, uh, and and rest up and prepare for their next opponent if, again, they manage to win. It, It is not going to be easy because at the end of the day, a couple of things you got to keep in mind. Uh, number one, the Philadelphia Flyers are a talented and good hockey team. And yes, the Islanders have beaten them 
three out of four times so far, and they've earned those wins by and large. But the Flyers are not playing at this point up to their potential. They are not playing their best hockey. And they obviously have to figure out, uh, you know, the Islanders are responsible in a lot of ways for that poor play. But, you know, they have to keep it up and not let the Flyers get back into this series. All right, before we continue our preview about Game 5 and discuss that a little bit more, let's talk about some Islanders-related news that does not really affect the playoffs right now. Uh, Islanders prospect Oliver Wallstrom has been loaned to a team in Sweden. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. It's A-I-K Hockey Allsvenskan. Uh, I hope I did that well. Apologies to anyone who uh, who does know how to pronounce that, and I can't say I'm fluent in Swedish pronunciation. But it's A-I-K Hockey Allsvenskan, uh, which is a second-tier team in the Swedish Hockey Federation. Uh, originally, the Islanders selected Wallstrom in the uh, first round of the 2018 Draft And, you know, it's interesting because Wallstrom is a native of Quincy, Massachusetts, uh, was on the U.S. National Under-18 team, went for one year at Boston College before turning pro uh, at the end of the 2018-2019 season with the Sound Tigers. And then early this year, Wallstrom uh, played nine games with the Islanders, did not register a point, four penalty minutes, and a minus two rating. Didn't look horrible, but clearly was not ready yet for prime time. Spent the rest of the season with the Sound Tigers and did okay. 45 games, 10 goals, 22 points. The minus 16 plus minus, certainly a little bit of a concern. But look, you know what? Here's the bottom line. Wallstrom just turned 20 in June. And here's a guy who is uh, potentially a skilled and power forward, 6'2", 211, big kid. Most of the time, guys with that kind of size need a little more time to adjust to life in the National Hockey League, to grow into their bodies, to get stronger, to uh, adjust to playing against men rather than playing against teenagers. And, and look, at the end of the day, the bottom line is that the Islanders need uh, to see more from Wallstrom, need for him to develop. The Sound Tigers and the rest of the AHL do not have playoffs this year. So loaning him to a team in Sweden will at least get him on the ice. And when the 2020-2021 training camp opens up for the Islanders, which will probably be sometime in November, although we will wait for an official announcement. The Islanders can recall him from this loan, have him in training camp if they wish, and see if he's ready to compete for a job with the Islanders. But look, you know, it's September 1st today. Uh, under normal circumstances, uh, training camp would be starting in about a week and a half, maybe two weeks tops, and the Islanders would be getting ready for the new season, sending Wallstrom over to Sweden to let him play, get some work in, all makes sense. Does not mean that the Islanders do not have future plans 
for a player like Oliver Wallstrom. So Wallstrom heading over to Sweden, and we will see how he does over there, and we'll keep an eye on him uh, as best we can here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we're going to talk about the Islanders' goaltending situation in Game 5. We'll preview Game 5, and we will have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All of that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, if you want more good times ahead with your car, check out rockauto.com. They have all the different parts that your car needs and they have it in stock at the best prices possible. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. There is no membership requirement or account logon, and rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything your car needs from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and best of all right now, they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So no official word yet as to who the Islanders will start in Game 5 against the Flyers tonight. Uh, But, you know... The beauty of it right now is that Barry Trotz has two excellent choices. Varlamov has been outstanding in the playoffs, and in the two occasions that Tomas Grice has gotten into games, he has also shined. And I think there is no way that the Islanders win Game 4, a game in which they allowed far too many chances for the Flyers, quality chances and far too many shots on goal in general. Uh, It is no doubt that the play of Tomas Grice was a big reason the Islanders were able to walk away. 36 saves and 38 shots, uh, making his first official start, at least, since March the 7th. And yet, right now, Tomas Grice believes that Varlamov should be the starter for Game 5. His quote today... uh, which was given to Andrew Gross of Newsday, Varley's play, uh, Varley rather, has been playing unreal. I don't think there's much debate. Now, at the end of the day, what we've seen so far throughout the playoffs from Barry Trotz is sort of a sixth sense that when Barry Trotz has a hunch about a player and believes that that guy can contribute on that night, he seems to make the right substitution. We have mentioned Derek Broussard and uh, coming into the lineup and picking up a key assist. Ross Johnston coming into the lineup after sitting out for a number of games and having that 10-hit game uh, in Game 1 of the Flyers series. So it seems like Regardless of the situation, Trotz, whether he's playing hunches, watching film, 
and and talking to his coaches or what's most likely is some combination of those two things, Trotz seems to have a feel for it. I think they will continue to go with Simeon Varlamov, but right now, both goalies are playing exceptionally well, and I think that it would be, you know, again, it, it, it's sort of a choice that you can't go wrong, and if either goalie struggles and cannot get the job done early, let there be very little doubt that Barry Trotz would not hesitate to go to his other goaltender and, you know, try to make that change and help the Islanders get the job done. So, uh, I think they're going with Varlamov. He has been the man throughout the playoffs so far. And I, I think that, to me, if you stick with Varlamov, what you're doing is sending a message as to who the number one goalie is right now. You're you're anointing Varley as, uh, you know, the, the incumbent or the go-to guy. Now, again, if he has a bad start or a bad game, you could always go back to Grice. And by playing him for the last two-plus periods of Game 2 and starting him in Game 4 on the, you know, on the second half of the back-to-back, you keep Tomas Grice sharp, and he has come through. I mean, what more can you ask of a backup goalie than for him to keep sharp, be ready, and when called upon either to start or to fill in, he did the job in both situations. As a fill-in, he came in with his team down three to nothing, and didn't give up a goal for the you know two periods plus the five minutes or so. And after that, he uh, you know gave up the overtime winner, but you know none of the it wasn't a soft goal. He was screened on the play, and he played exceptionally well, making twenty plus saves. Uh, to keep his team in the game and force overtime. Meanwhile, as a starter, 36 saves and 38 shots. One of those goals came with, what, a minute five left in regulation. And, you know, he was the difference maker in game four. So, Grice is a professional. He's experienced. He has playoff experience. Anyone who remembers the Islanders-Panthers series from 2016 Grice was the goalie who carried them through that series. So, at the end of the day, two good choices for uh, Barry Trotz to choose from, but I think they stick with Varlamov. I do not necessarily expect a lot of lineup changes. Is it possible Ross Johnston gets back into the lineup? Uh, maybe. I, I don't think we're going to see Johnny Boychuk. Uh, replacing Andy Green, barring an injury or barring some poor performance from Green. And I, I, I think what the Barry Trot system does is twofold. First of all, it makes everybody accountable. And second of all, everybody knows if they're not in the lineup that they have to be ready because they could be called on at any time. And if they are in the lineup, they have to play well if they want to stay in the lineup. Because at the end of the day, there are other talented players on the bench right now 
who are more than capable of replacing, you know, Derek Broussard or uh, Ross Johnston, just just as an example, you know, either one of those guys knows if they if he doesn't play well, he'll be out the next game, and the other guy will be ready to take his place. So right now, Trot's pressing all the right buttons, and hopefully, the Islanders will continue to benefit from that and move forward. All right, we are going to have our final preview of Game 5, which is again tonight at 7 o'clock, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast, and uh, let's do our Islanders' birthday of the day. It's a day late. Well, first of all, today, September 1st, Adu uh, Otto Koivula's birthday, so we want to wish him a very happy birthday. But because we had two days to talk about, uh, two games to talk about from the weekend yesterday, we did not do our Islanders' birthday of the day. So one day late, happy 41st, 44th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Radek Martinek, one of the nicer guys you're ever going to meet in the world of hockey, the native of the Czech Republic. Originally selected by the Islanders in the eighth round of the 1999 NHL entry draft with the 228th selection, he actually played all of his NHL career with the Islanders with the exception of seven games in 2011-2012, which he played with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So in his NHL career, 486 games, 25 goals, 110 points. And 280 penalty minutes. Played his first game with the Isles back in 2001-2002, and remained with the team again, except for those uh, brief that brief uh, seven-game stint in 2011-2012. Stayed with the Islanders through the 2013 and 2014 season. We're going to go back to one of uh, Radek Martinek's better games with the Islanders, April 4th, 2009 at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders, and the Tampa Bay Lightning going at it. Mike McKenna, the netminder for the Bolts, while Jan Denis was in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. Islanders scored just 23 seconds into the game when Richard Park got his 14th of the season from Jesse Yoensu at 23 seconds. Islanders exited the first period with a one to nothing lead in the second period, Islanders going on the power play, and it was Radek Martinek coming up with a power play goal, his fifth of the season, from Bruno Gervais, and again Jesse Yoansu uh, at 14:52, a minute and a half later, roughly uh, the Lightning get on the board. That's uh, when they have a power play. And Matt Pettinger gets his sixth from Martins uh, Carsoms at 16:38. It's a two-to-one game after 40 minutes. But in the third, with Matt Smaby in the penalty box for hooking, Josh Bailey comes through with a power play goal. Blake Como and Bruno Gervais with the helpers at 9:14. Jan Denis. Closing the door after that, making 29 saves in the 30 shots he faced. Islanders outshot 30-21, to but they get a 3-1 victory. Two assists each for Bruno Gervais and Jesse Yoensu 
But for Radek Martinek, one goal, it was the game winner, and he played 23 minutes and 28 seconds of ice time. So, again, happy 44th birthday, one day late to Radek Martinek, steady Islanders defenseman, and one of the nicest guys you're going to meet in the game of hockey. All right, so... Game five tonight, you know the Flyers are going to be desperate. And there's a, a good reason for that, that they really do not have any margin for error in this one. And the Islanders realistically have a chance to close this out. It's technically a road game, so the Flyers will have... Uh, the last change, and that is certainly a, a, a benefit for them. But again, Barry Trotz, you know, the Islanders earned that split in the first two games without all that much difficulty. The Islanders, by the way, very well aware that they have to play better than they did in Game 4 tonight in Game 5. Here's Brock Nelson. We have to be better coming out because they're going to come with everything they've got We've got to find a way to raise our level, and that is definitely the case. The Islanders know that they have to get the job done and that the Flyers are not going to go down without a fight. And, you know, another thing that definitely is important has been the play of Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Three goals against the Flyers, and he's a clutch guy. He always seems to come up big in playoff situations, a great trade trade deadline acquisition for Lou Lamorello. And again, Brock Nelson, the payoff for getting him is obviously paying off right away. That's a guy you can lean on in any situation, really. He plays all three zones. He does it all. He's a guy you appreciate and love to have on your team. And there's no question uh, that that is the case for the New York Islanders. And, you know, another guy who really has been getting the job done very well for the New York Islanders is Josh Bailey. And, you know, a lot of fans have been critical of Bailey, but here is a guy who does a lot of little things right, makes those good passes, makes those good plays. He has good vision, sees the ice, is smart with the puck, and, you know, he's never going to be a 50-goal scorer in this league, but boy, oh boy, uh, can he help make the players around him better. And that is always a benefit, especially in the playoffs when you know that, you know, these two teams, there, there's enough bad blood. I would expect the Philadelphia Flyers to make some lineup changes First of all, I doubt we see Elliott in goal again. Uh, I think they definitely go back to Carter Hart. The Islanders have, you know, not really demoralized Carter Hart or showed him to be a fraud, but they certainly have knocked his confidence down at least one notch by their play so far in this series. And, you know, here's the other thing uh, about the uh, the... Philadelphia Flyers, in the three games that they've lost, the Islanders have held them to a total of three goals. In the one game Philadelphia won, they scored 
four goals. So clearly, uh, defense, the key for the Islanders, and I've talked about this on the show before, make sure the Flyers cannot make that transition from defense to the attack, forecheck them, and don't give them room to skate and pass through the neutral zone so they can build up speed and create problems. That is the way the Flyers create a vast majority of their scoring chances, and the Islanders cannot afford to do that. Also, again, stay out of the penalty box because the Islanders' penalty kill still not the most reliable part of their game. Can the Islanders close it out? We will find out tonight. Enjoy the game, and we will be back tomorrow with a full review. If Game 6 is necessary, we'll have a full preview of that. If not, we will begin to take a look at who the Islanders might be playing in the conference final. And, of course, we will analyze and break down whatever happens in Game 5. Stay safe, everyone. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, let's go Islanders.